Hello, everyone, and welcome to Get Can Lit, a podcast that showcases Canadian authors. I'm your host, Maria Zupardi, an avid Can Lit reader, and keep on listening to find your next favorite book today. Hello, everybody. Happy almost Christmas. So in case you missed my Instagram post on Get Can Lit podcast, um, I'm going to do two episodes for the rest of the year. So today, as voted by commenters on that post, um, I'm going to be sharing the holiday romances I recommend and are on my TBR. Maybe not recommend, but it, like I review them. <laughs> and then next week's episode, I'll just be sharing some of my anticipated Canadian books. Um, I've pre-ordered a bit as a way to not buy books as much during the year, but I know that's going to fail, but you know what? It's fine. We're all book lovers. I deserve it. Um, So yeah, so that's what's going to happen. So I'm going to have two back-to-back episodes and after that, it's just going to be a break and then I I will return in the new year, but I'm really liking most of what I'm reading. So with that, let's start with, uh, I think the most recent release, It Happened One Christmas by Chantal Guertin, which I gave four and a half stars to. So this rom-com is about Zoe, who works at a film production company that specializes in holiday romances. I'm pretty sure. (laughs) Um, She's written a script herself, and all she needs are the permits, basically, to film in the idyllic town of Chelsea, Quebec. Um, which is a real town, and it sounds freaking awesome. What ends up happening, basically, is a mix-up with the original permits, though it was for, like, a different town. Um, So because Zoe's, like, a go-getter, hustler kind of, girl boss kind of vibes, um, she decides to go there herself because she has no other Christmas plans anyways, um, just to kind of, like, basically scout out film locations and get what she needs from the hot mayor, Benoit, which is such a hot name. Oh, my God. (laughs) The problem, obviously, is that he's grumpy and he doesn't want any filming done in the town. He wants it to stay as is. So he sends her on her way to a neighboring town that's, I think, a bit bigger um, with a more willing mayor because that mayor eats the shit up. But of course, as could be imagined by any reader, disaster happens along the way thanks to an ice storm because there's always an ice storm somewhere in Toronto, not in Toronto, in Canada um, during winter. So there's that to combat with. And one thing leads to another kind of thing. <laughs> um, so I think honestly, though, this is Chantel's best work yet to be like, just to be real. Yes, it's a romance, but like there's also danger in there um, because our two main characters kind of get stuck together and they have to brave the storm and they're all alone and it's terribly cold and they run out of food and all that dangerous shit that you don't expect, at least for me in a romance It was in here, which I thought it was fantastic. (laughs) Um, We have the enemies to lovers trope, which I really love. It's one of my favorites. Um, You have a holiday romance director angle, which I think makes it perfect, obviously, for Hallmark Christmas movie lovers. But I think really just I think this book just really puts you like in the perfect Christmas mood or like the holiday season mood. No, there's currently no snow outside. Um in Toronto at least but I mean I feel like it's Christmas like I read this book and I decorated for Christmas kind of thing (laughs) like it really put me in the holiday kind of vibe and mood if you haven't yet made the transition because it's still kind of early December from like spooky season reading into holiday reading um this is the book to start with to be honest like again I decorated after I read this book it was fantastic I had such a great time (laughs) 
I think what sets this book apart, though, is just like the danger aspect of it. Like it was almost edge of your seat kind of stuff. Like I just thought it was a great different hook that I didn't expect in this type of like novel or I don't know, I just didn't expect this darkness to it in a holiday romance <laughs> that it happened one Christmas by Chantel Guertin. Like it's just so unique. So I really hope you pick it up and love it. I know some people have already read it because I've been posting about it in my stories a lot. Um, on my Reading Maria Instagram account. So I know I'm already selling this book and people are loving it. So, you know, don't just take my word for it. Other people have read it because of me and they've told me how much they loved it. So I'm not like giving you a dud of a book rack, I promise. Let's move on then to talk about The Holiday Swap by Maggie Knox. So this is the duo Marissa Stapley and Karma Brown. Uh, this is a bit of an older book. Uh, I think this one really made me want to read holiday romances when I picked it up back in like 2021. Um, I guess I was in a better reading mood that time because I gave this book five stars, which I was looking at my Goodreads. I'm like, wow, five stars. I mean, will it live up to the hype if I read it again? I have no idea. Uh, but The Holiday Swap is about two sisters, um, identical twins, actually. So Charlie is an L.A. chef, I believe. Um, she's on a reality show baking contest, and she ends up with a head injury that caused her to lose her ability to taste and smell. If I remember correctly, this happened on set, or it was like off camera. She, I think she was getting something, and she got injured at work, and she lost consciousness, which I think the first thing you do in that situation is obviously report something. Like to, I don't know if WSIB is like a worldwide thing, but like, I know she couldn't at that time, but like, seriously, don't take that. Um, if you do get injured at work, report it. <laughs> don't do what she did. Um, okay, so then we have Cass, the other sister who still lives in their hometown, kind of struggling to keep her life together. Um, but at the same time, she's running their family bakery, which is its own struggle, especially uh, with the competing bakery trying to open its own doors, I think literally across the street from what I remember. But that doesn't come into play later on. So anyways, because Charlie can't risk losing this baking competition because there's this other guy part of it who's like, like taunting her and whatever along the way. So she asks her sister to switch places with her until she's like back in order. And of course, each sister now lives a lie. And then they find some new romantic interests posing as the other twin kind of thing. I just really can't give you guys a full in-depth review because I just don't remember too much about this book, which is classic Maria. Um, but what I can do is read my terrible Goodreads review, which is more about the feelings than a critical analysis, which is, again, such a classic. I really should do better at writing reviews. But anyways, um, I said that this book was literal perfection. I loved the writing and I really enjoyed the story. The end had me in tears. So that's why I gave it five stars then. If you're, what else did I write here? If you're looking for something with the spirit of holiday season, a little sprinkle of magic, and a whole lot of sweet treats. You'll absolutely adore this book. Wow, 2021 me really thought I probably ate this review. Um, so yeah, that's not very good, <laughs> clearly, but that's all I have. Again, I'm not a major romance reader at all, um, but I know I really liked the baking competition aspect, and then the whole like swapping live situation was pretty fun. I know not everyone was a huge fan as much as I might have been back when I was reading this, um, but I think if you're going to read a Maggie Knox book, I definitely recommend that you read A Holiday Swap instead of the next book I'm going to talk about. Um, so that is All I Want for Christmas. And this one, it just, oh my god, it had the making to be great. 
phenomenal, like more than magical, but it just somehow fell flat. So this Maggie Knox book came out last year, I believe, and it's set mostly in Nashville, partly in Banff. Uh, So the point of this rom-com is a big like Nashville singing competition where Sadie, a woman trying to make a big on her own, and then we have Max, a son of Nashville royalty, are selected as contestants on Star Maker, uh, where their chemistry on stage is basically spun to like the public as an offstage like romance for more ratings, and that's how they're going to get famous basically. So spoiler alert, in case you don't want to know this, because the book description doesn't have this in it, and I think it's kind of a lie. Um, I'll just give you a couple seconds to skip ahead. Okay, so basically Sadie and Max, they do win the competition, and then their contract states that they have to come back at next year's finale and perform a new holiday song that they have to write together so okay so that's where I got really confused because I feel like what I said is right like that is what happened because that's what I understood to have happened in the book but then at the same time the Goodreads description says with their dreams just within reach they agree to the ruse so like the fake dating thing will their fake relationship be exposed before they can win or will an unexpected trip to Banff spark real feelings by the Christmas finale. So I get like they're kind of alluding there like will it um to their relationship to be exposed before they can win. So that's like but like if you don't know the book and you read that description, you're just thinking like, will they win the competition? Kind of it's just it is so weird. I don't know. I just anyways it was a very strange book description I'm like this isn't exactly what's happening in the book so like I was just like what is going on (laughs) um so again like I said all I want for Christmas like it had the potential to be fabulous I was ready to love it I was ready to get into the mood and everything if I read it happened one Christmas before I read this one I probably truly would have hated it a lot more all I want for Christmas it has like enemies to lovers it has the reality show aspect which I think is so fun it has fake dating which is my absolute like favorite number one trope um it also has the miscommunication trope which is either hit or miss for me but I know lots of people love it I just think again it just missed the mark I thought it was a bit unrealistic in the sense that it was just annoying at some point it's like oh my god of course this would happen or it's just it was stupid annoying you know what I mean like I didn't care for the Nashville setting I get that they were trying to bring other issues into the book as well like sleazy music producers and um selling yourself for fame kind of thing but it just it was just a mess I think I think I honestly just believe Maggie Knox could have done better with all I want for Christmas um, so that's my thought on that. So again, if you do want to read particularly Maggie Knox, so Marissa Stapley and Karma Brown author duo, I would definitely pick up the holiday swap instead of this one. Or if you want to read this one, just borrow it before you decide, oh, I want to add it to my library forever and ever. <laughs> so fortunately, actually, this year, Marissa Stapley has a new holiday romance with Uzma Jalaluddin, and that is called Three Holidays and a Wedding, which I'm about halfway through at this point. I really tried to get it done before this podcast recording, uh, but oh well, what can you do? I do feel confident recommending it, though, because I think it's just, it's really great. Um, So... The characters are all from Denver, but they're heading to Toronto for the holidays. But that's a problem because it's the year 2000, and that's the year Mel Lastman, 
was mayor here in Toronto, and that's when he called in like the army to dig out the city. I truly don't remember this, to be honest. I know people talk about it. I was like six at the time, so I was probably more interested in like Santa coming. <laughs> so I don't remember the army coming or any news stories about that. But I know it happened because everyone always talks about it. Um, so I really love that Marissa and Uzma like used this kind of real life situation to include and make it work for their book. Um, okay, so moving on, we have Anna, who is traveling separately from her boyfriend, who may actually propose to her on this trip in front of his family. His mother originally just bought him, like him, a ticket because she's some psycho holiday planner, who, by the way, has a fabulous home in Forest Hill. So that'll give you an example of the tax bracket that Anna has to impress on this trip and live up to kind of thing. Um, so on the flip side, we have Miriam and her family who are traveling because her little sister, Sema, who they meet up with in De at the end Denver airport because she's like a doctor's with borders doctor, um, obviously, because it starts with doctor. <laughs> um, she's getting married to someone, to a fellow doctor who she met on whatever place they were at i forget they said it in the book i forget to be honest um so it's all magical and everything but the wedding kind of seems rushed and last minute um i don't think they even know the guy to be honest uh and that like the weirdest thing not the weirdest the craziest thing is that it's ramadan christmas and hanukkah all at the same time <laughs> so it's basically the worst time to have a wedding when ramadan is happening you have to travel with all of this extra holiday rush at the airport because everyone's trying to like meet everyone for all their holidays and it's just it's wild so the big snowstorm happens and instead of landing in toronto they have to divert and land about an hour away from ottawa and it's a really small town that just so happens to be filming a christmas movie how magical and even in this town like they have um they have like three different like Hakka cuisine places like it is a pretty forward-thinking town in 2000s in like a again like an isolated ish location like it's just kind of it's kind of cool like this is where sure that's probably unrealistic <laughs> um that Miriam and her family could find not only like places to eat when they're traveling um in this when they didn't even plan to be in this like small little town but they also find people there who are understanding and want to you know like celebrate with them and stuff like that so yeah it's unrealistic in that sense but unlike all i want for christmas this seems more like it's more of a holiday like a holiday magic kind of thing versus like oh this is unrealistic it kind of sucks like it's annoying kind of vibe you know like they're two very different things and three holidays and a wedding is definitely set up to be that holiday magic book movie feel that you want to read about at this time of year or when there's snow outside <laughs> anyways continuing on because <laughs> that was like a little bit of a diversion um so miriam and anna they kind of confess their deepest fears during some bad turbulence on the flight, which means Miriam kind of overshares about this guy she likes who is wildly sitting right behind them. Um, and he's also on the way to her sister's wedding. <laughs> so, so much is going on. But it, again, like it doesn't feel overdone or disconnected or unrealistic. Like it, this kind of would have felt like in All I Want for Christmas. Um, yeah, it's just that's why I'm loving it. It's just like the perfect amount of holiday magic, which I think I've said. <laughs> Who knows? Um, but I know everyone will discover themselves by the end. 
Um, they'll end up who they want to end up. Anna will take a stand against her shitty boyfriend and psycho mother-in-law who schedules every activity around Christmas. My God. Um, so I know she'll end up with like the main lead in this Christmas movie that's being filmed. Miriam will probably end up with her crush. I'm sure Sema will end up getting married um, or at least being in time to get to do some kind of marriage ceremony in Toronto. Maybe, or again, it also feels rushed, so maybe she'll just still be with the guy and cancel the wedding, which I'm all for anyways. Um, but again, I'm no romance expert. You probably already know how this book will play out versus I do, versus what I think it'll play out as. <laughs> um, but all I know, honestly, is that three holidays and a wedding is just so great. Um, you definitely need to pick it up. This book and It Happened One Christmas by Chantel Guertin are like the two books of the year that you need to read if you're in the holiday romance mood again. Um, okay, so those are the three books that I recommend. The other, I have two more books on my TBR because surprisingly, well, maybe not so surprisingly, it is hard to find specifically holiday romance by Canadian authors. And these are all, mind you, like Penguin publications. So I feel like Penguin is building out their, um, they're, like they're going to start building out their roster of authors that write this type of these types of books which I'm not mad at um I'm happy because like I want more of these and I don't think having what is it six books on my on your TBR is enough to read of holiday romance from Canlit authors that's maybe like a month of reading um or like two weeks of reading for some of you probably <laughs> so clearly it's not enough but I'm excited to see what Penguin brings out in the future all right, so the two books that are on my TBR, well, one of them's on my TBR. The other one I plan on buying because I'm going to go book shopping. I'm going to Queen Books in Book City like today. It's Sunday. So I'm going to, well, when I'm recording this, it's Sunday. So I am hope to find the other one there. But for now, I actually did mean to read this book before this podcast episode. But again, <laughs> life gets in the way of everything. Um, so the first book, I will be also reading is The Christmas Wager by Holiday Cassidy, who is actually, what's her name? I've never read this author before. Her Hannah Mary McKinnon. Um, so she's like a thriller suspense novel writer. So she wrote The Revengeless, The Neighbor. So The Christmas Wager is her first novel writing as Holly, Holly Cassidy. So I guess we can kind of call it a debut. I don't know. Um, but... Let's see what this is about. So this is a enemies to lovers holiday rom-com set in the quaint town of Maple Falls about a city girl and a small town boy who compete in the town's annual holiday games in order to win the right price for a Christmas shop. Perfect for fans of The Hating Game and One Day in December. So when LA-based real estate developer Bella Ross arrives in the sleepy mountain town of Maple Falls, she has one mission, to acquire the local failing Christmas shop, Always Noel, such a cute name, uh, securing the promotion of her dreams. Nothing can get her in her way except the shop owner's stubborn grandson, Jesse Harrison. Both refuse to budge until an unlikely wager is struck. Bella and Jesse will compete in the Maple Falls Holiday Games, an annual tradition of eccentric feats of strength and skills winner decides the selling price they'll give each other a run for their money but as the competition heats up bella and jesse's icy feelings toward each other begin to thaw it'll take a christmas miracle for them to admit there's a spark but what if it's just another game very interesting i'm kind of sometimes i'm like do thriller authors belong in romance kind of thing because um there's another author that does this oh god what's her name not Canadian. Uh, shoot. 
the author who wrote In My Dreams I Hold a Knife. Like, I know so many authors do these crossovers. Um, Ashley Winstead, that's who it is. So she's an author that has both romances and thrillers. And sometimes, again, like, they're either hit or miss. Um, so I don't know if this is going to be the same way. At the same time, I've never read a Hannah Mary McKinnon novel. So I don't know her writing. So maybe as a new reader, this is probably going to be a win for me. But it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, okay. And then the next book I plan to buy is A Holly Jolly Diwali by Sonia Lally, which I don't think I've ever read a novel from her. I know I have. Is it Sorry Not Sorry that she read in? which I haven't, yeah, like I haven't read, but it's here like literally on my bookshelf. Oh no, that's a different author. Okay, I did read Serena Singh Flips the Script, which I really liked. Um, So yeah, I have read this author before. See, I'll, I'll be damned. I, re I forget every book I read after I read it. It is terrible. Maybe I should really write good in-depth like book reviews or maybe in a journal or something. So at least like I can remember what the heck I'm reading. Okay, so Holly Jolly Diwali. This is, I love how Serena Singh, uh, Serena Singh, I love how Sonia wrote Serena Singh as like the whole data analyst thing or woman in STEM kind of angle. I think she wrote that really well. So I know I really loved Serena Singh. Um, so I'm hoping to love this as well. So in here we have 29 year old Nikki who has always made practical decisions despite her love for music and art. She became an analyst for the stability. She's always stuck close to home in case her family needed her and she's always dated guys that seem good on paper rather than the ones who gave her butterflies. And then Nikki arrives in India just in time to celebrate Diwali, the festival of light, where she meets London musician Samir. Maybe it's the splendor of Mumbai or the magic of the holiday season, but Nikki is immediately drawn to Sam. At her friend's wedding, the champagne flows and their flirtatious banter makes it clear that the attraction is mutual. So when Nikki and Sam join the friend and the new husband, uh, like on the group honeymoon, their connection grows deeper. And yeah, it just kind of goes off from there. My laptop's going to die. So that's why I'm just, I don't know where my charger is. So that's why I'm kind of half-assing this <laughs> description, but it looks really cute. And I truly do want to make an effort to read it. Um, so on that note, thanks to my laptop battery, because I thought it would last during this podcast recording, I got to go. So I hope I gave you at least three good books to put on your TBR, one that you can probably borrow in case you're curious, and two books to probably read, but I haven't read them yet, so I truly can't recommend them. But if you haven't heard of them, now you've heard of them. Um, and yeah, when I'm at the bookstore today, I'm definitely going to pay attention to like the romance and see if I can find anything else that I can pick up because I don't know I just feel like now's the time but then I've got all my other like book of the month books which you can sign up for at a discount in the description below um so like I gotta read those I'm determined to beat that reading challenge you gotta read like 30 of the books you choose and I have like eight left eight or nine left I'll probably either read the Christmas wager or a holly jolly diwali like I'll probably end up, yeah, having to choose between those two because I'm trying to beat that book of the month challenge and get a prize. Anyways, all that to say, I will be back next week with a charged laptop <laughs> at least um, so I can talk a bit longer because who doesn't want to sit here for like an hour and hear me talk about books? <laughs> um, this is probably a blessing in disguise, trust me. So I will be back next week and then a break for the holiday and yeah, just spend time with family and stuff. And 
rejuvenate. I think it's been a tough year. It's been a long year. So kind of ready to escape with holiday romances a bit more and just kind of put off responsibilities. So let's all do that together. Um, I will see you. You will see me. You will listen to me next week. And have a great week and enjoy some holiday romances. Thanks for listening to the Get Canlit podcast, a show that's all about what Canadian authors you need to read next. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow on your favorite platform and watch out for new episodes every other Tuesday. You can find me on social media at Get Canlit Podcast on Instagram and Facebook and at Get Canlit Pod on Twitter. Thank you and I'll see you next time.